0: it's the smart city podcast whoa with smart city experts here we go connecting smart technology both big and small smart cities are making life better for all big data emerging trends self-driving cars and more the smart city podcast is what you're looking
1: for Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Smart City Podcast. Ellen ronalds Keen here, producer and manager of Everything Zoe, and I'm sitting here with Zoe Ither, the host of the Smart City Podcast, because we have some changes coming up and Zoe's going to explain them. So, Zoe, tell us about what is happening.
0: So, I've decided that we need to shift our language, so we're talking a lot about smart cities, obviously we're on the smart city podcast. but what I've realized is we're not actually talking smart cities, we're talking smart communities and smart regions, and also that the term "smart city" is not as inclusive as it could be because we also want to talk to people or talk about uh, things that are happening in our regional areas, so I want to shift my language, from smart city to smart community. And under smart community, it encompasses smart city, smart town, smart region. And then extending on that, smart people, because we need smart citizens to know that they're smart citizens to enact the smart community.
1: So the difference between a smart city and a smart community is basically that the smart community is an umbrella term and the smart city fits within that. And of course, there's going to be smart communities and smart citizens within a smart city, but there's other things as well, smart regions, smart towns that don't really come under the city. Not everybody lives in a city,
0: right? Mm. And I think the word city can be quite polarizing in our regional areas, um, particularly rural and remote areas. And that doesn't mean that they can't be part of the conversation. And that's the area that I'm really passionate about. So I really need to shift my language. So we talk about that smart community, like you said, as an umbrella term, and then it works kind of in two ways, you know. You can have your smart community within Toowoomba, but then thinking a bit more broad into a smart region. So then we can talk about, say, the Darling Downs region, and so we're not working in those silos. I think smart city also can be a bit siloey at times, like mm. you know, sole smart city, uh, not the regional area, for example. And also, you know, smart Melbourne, smart Sydney, but actually there's a whole range of regions that encompass those cities. So I think it's important that we use both those terms, smart community and smart region. Um, also when we're talking about smart cities, because we really need to have all those people part of the conversation because smart cities, or like we talk about breaking down those silos. Smart city itself can't work in a silo.
1: Yeah, it, we, we can't have it excluding the very people that we want to include. So we're shifting the language to be more inclusive so that that happens.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And what we want to do also is make sure that we're not just talking about people that are, you know, say well off in a city, for example, but people that maybe are on the fringe, um, you know, living in suburbs, living in regions and, and having a bit of a tough time. Like we want to use smart technology to help people you know, do life better or uh, not do life better but make it easier t- for people to get around, um, to connect with uh, their fellow citizens as well as the government and those type of things. So not just looking at that people that are doing okay making their lives better with an autonomous vehicle, for example, um, but actually people that now they don't have a mobility choice right now. How can we help them to kind of get that independence and, and mobility if that's what they want also. And Mm -hmm. and that's where it comes back to the people again. You need to ask people what they actually want. You don't know what they want. Maybe they don't want that Mm -hmm. and that's okay. But bringing it back to that community aspect so we can actually collaborate rather than starting with the technology, Mm -hmm. we need to start with the people.
1: Yeah, I like that. So why is it important that we really focus on this shift in language and this shift towards focusing on the human?
0: It is important to realise that, like we were already talking about bringing it back to the people. So and about the places we live, work, and play as people. And some people might say we don't need any of this high technology and let's just you know the things the way we've always done them. It seemed to work in the past. But what we need to realize is that disruption is coming. Change is coming, whether we are involved or not. So it's very important that we don't polarize people in this conversation. Because we don't want people to get left behind, and also it's important to be part of the conversation. So then, when we're talking uh, technology, we can be informed buyers. Mm. Council members can be informed buyers. Small local businesses can be informed buyers. Even the big guys can be informed buyers. So then we can actually make real change and not just invest in public Wi-Fi for the sake of it without actually using that data or you know that data. Um, not being owned by the government, you know, to make good decisions, um, you know, obviously with privacy and security and all those type of things, but making sure that when we're implementing the technology, we're getting the best out of it. Mm. Again, with the, the human at the centre. Definitely. And I think we talked about silos before, and it's not one group, it's not one town, not one street, not one city, it's that whole region or the whole ecosystem. So when we talk smart regions we can actually cross-pollinate across boundaries and across the different group lines and i think that's really important as well because when we can do that we have a common vision when we have a common vision we can set desired outcomes in a meaningful way and then we can actually engage in genuine collaboration because we have informed buyers and we can also kind of form a united front So when we're talking to technology providers or a consultant or whatever who's trying to sell you something, they have to convince a lot of people because we've already agreed that this is how our region is going to progress. Mm. And if a piece of technology doesn't fit within your smart region plan or, your, or um, within your vision, then it doesn't belong here and that's okay. Your region might not have it the next region might. And and I think that that's really important that just because a technology is available doesn't mean your region is ready for it yet. yet. And that's where you really need to have a strong plan. The only way you do that is collaboration across the different disciplines and across those different borders as well.
1: And all the different parts of the community. And I think community Definitely. has a really strong connotation that it is about integration. Mm. A city, my, my vision of a city is a whole bunch of skyscrapers, which are individual silos in and of themselves and mm. is shove them together, and then they're a city. Whereas a community just has the idea that inbuilt in the idea of a community is collaboration, is integration, is that inclusion piece, it's there. Yep. And so from a totally non-techy kind of a background, mm. it makes a lot more sense to me as the emerging smart citizen.
0: Yeah, and, and I think that's really important as well. Thanks for bringing it up because I kind of, I think about this, but sometimes maybe um, other people aren't thinking like this the word community automatically means people to me. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean skyscrapers or whatever. And you can have smart communities wherever you're going, whereas a city is a very, you know, this is Brisbane city or this is, you know, Seoul city. And so I think that community can really come with us along the journey wherever we are as well as bring it back to integration, collaboration, people. And I think also when I talk to people, if I say community, like, uh, um, you know, people in the, in the community, for mm. example, if I say community, I get a much more pleasant response mm. than if I say city. Some people love it. Like some people are like, yes, cool. Let's talk, um, smart city. But when I'm in regional areas, like city is a swear word kind of thing. So, <laughs> um, if I'm going there and say smart city, then I've, you know, lost 50% more than that, probably 80% of my audience mm. straight away. So when I use the word community, and that's the thing, it doesn't mean that we're not talking about the cities, doesn't mean they're not important. They're, they, they are important and it's part of this, um, systematic approach of having smart cities, towns and regions. Yeah. Love it. So what does this
1: mean for the smart city podcast?
0: Well, What it means is we're getting a new name. We're getting a new logo. We might even get a new jingle. Woohoo! Which I'm very excited about. And I guess as for interviews, it doesn't mean anything different because I, what the other thing I've been realizing is I'm talking smart communities to every person that comes on the podcast. Whether they want to talk purely about smart cities, fine. Whether they want to talk about um, rural and remote areas, excellent. Whether they want to talk about, you know, that strategy, or governance, um, it all fits under Smart Community. So the the layout of the interviews and everyone I interview will all be the same, and so please keep reaching out to me because actually I've got a lot of interviews lined up this year, but next year we are very keen to feature more people on the podcast as well. And I might just take a moment to mention that if you are keen for me to speak in your region, let me know as well because that's another thing that I'm really keen and really passionate about. And I really want to do a lot more speaking next year and kind of walk my talk a little bit and get out into the regions, um, you know, more so than just uh, Toowoomba. To educate the smart citizens or the future smart citizens. Definitely. And I think one, the other thing we need to realize is that the community is already smart, right? Because mm. they can provide so many insights into Everyday um, planning and that kind of thing, and the government, um, you know, and and our planners and 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 professionals, they want that information. Mm -hmm. So we need to realise that the community is smart. We just need some tools and um, things in place that we can capture that, so then we can make better decisions for everyone. Yeah, because they're not
1: necessarily in this world, so they don't necessarily know that. the opportunities are there or that the feedback mechanisms are there, so it's about educating them so that they know yes. how they can contribute their smarts to their community.
0: Exactly, and I, and, and the feedback is really important, creating those feedback loops um, so people feel empowered to share this information because they think it's actually going to make a difference okay. in their community. Um, and, and it's not to say that it's not happening now, but we can definitely improve that. If people don't know they're smart citizens, then we've got a problem your grandma doesn't know what a smart community is or a smart city is then you know, we're uh, not doing good enough so my grandma doesn't know
1: so i better go and teach her how to listen to a podcast
0: <laughs> yes i told my um educated my grandma i'll need to uh test her next time i see her. Yeah. yeah
1: she fails the test <sighs> oh sorry grandma <laughs> And on that note, thank you very much for listening so far to the Smart City Podcast. Thank you to everybody who has been sharing it because we know that it wouldn't have had this growth without you listeners sharing it with your friends and sharing it with your networks. And we hope that that will continue when we just take a very, very small shift in name, but a very large shift in. Shifting in intention and language to be more inclusive. We trust that will continue and stay tuned for more wonderful conversations about how we can improve accessibility, sustainability, and
0: livability for all. I'd like to finish on this quote um, by Daniel Fletcher. A smart community is connected to its infrastructure, citizens, and future. There is a real balance between that fear of technology and the warp speed at which it is taking over some of our lives. That's why it's so important that we start to embed this in our decision-making. It's happening whether we like it or not. So thanks, Daniel, for sharing that. That was episode 45 of the Smart City Podcast. And I think that's really important, and I'd like to finish on that, that we're a smart community is connected to its infrastructure, citizens, and future. And that's about making life better for for everybody um, in the places we work, live, and play. So making things more accessible, livable, and sustainable for all. Yeah. Welcome to the smart community. Smart recons, smart towns, and smart cities. It's where we live, work, and play with smart communities today. Big data, smart mobility, emerging The smart community podcast is what you're looking for. Thanks so much for listening to the Smart Community Podcast. Show notes for this episode and all other episodes are available on our website, mysmart.community. If you have any questions for us or any of our guests you can email hello at mysmart.community or find us on the socials. We are on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Twitter at smartcompod. That's com with two Ms. If you are enjoying the podcast, please leave us a rating and review at wherever you listen. This really helps us reach more ears, so thank you in advance. As always, I hope you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I enjoyed making it. Community Podcast is what you're looking for.